Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Yesterday, I looked at four stories. Today, Friday, I'm actually in a room with 12 CIOs, and we're talking about the challenges that are facing healthcare. And I thought I would just do a chalk talk to CIOs about exploring the absurd in order to be prepared for what comes next. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite, two great companies. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family could face. In 2023, to celebrate five years at This Week Health, we are working to give back and we are partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long. We have a goal to raise $50,000 from our community. We are already at $10,000 for the year and we ask you to join us. We have a drive going this month in February. It's a very simple drive and you are participating just by listening to the show. We average about 20,000 downloads a month of our show. And for the month of February, what we are going to do is we are going to give $1 for every download over 20,000 that we get in the month of February to Alex's Lemonade Stand. So just by listening to this show, you are participating in raising money for childhood cancer. Another way you can participate is to share this show with a peer. Let them know that you get value out of listening to not only this show, but Town Hall and the conference show as well. And when they subscribe and download the show, they will be a part of helping to raise money to fight childhood cancer. That's what we're doing for the month of February. If you want to skip all that, you can just go to our website. There's a link at the top of the webpage. You'll see Alex's Lemonade Stand logo up there. Just go ahead and click on it. You can give your own donation right there on that webpage. Leave us a note. We would love to thank you for being a part of it. Okay, so your health system has probably done significant cuts this year already, or they are preparing to do significant cuts. I am not omniscient. I just read the news. And what's that based on? It's based on the four and a half billion dollar loss by Kaiser. It's based on the findings from Kaufman Hall that said 2022 was one of the worst years on record for health systems from a profitability standpoint. And we always know what follows next because we are a reactionary lot. We respond to things really well, but we are not prepared for things more times than not. And so this talk is specifically for CIOs, for leaders, of health systems for leaders who are in positions to be prepared for what's coming next. And I've talked about this before. One of the things that I did with my team on several occasions throughout every year was I had them play with the absurd. I would give them just the incredibly absurd and say, I want you, I want us to try to tackle this to the ground. How would we fill in the blank. And let me give you an example, the easiest example to give, which is how would we operate if the organization came to us tomorrow 
and said, we need to do a 50% cut in IT staff. Now, that's absurd, right? It's just completely absurd. You bought too much equipment, you have too much software, and that's the immediate reaction. We all know it's absurd. It can't be done. It's crazy. But the reason we went down these exercises was to say, all right, let's explore it. Let's see what's possible. And you know what? When you're exploring a 50%, the absurd, the 50% cut, you know what you find? The 10% cut is pretty easy. The 15% cut, not so easy, but but you can see how it's doable. And the 20% cut is even doable when you start to look at it. And you say, well, how can that be? Well, because you start when you start playing with the absurd, you start throwing out the rule book. You start saying, well, we have to do this because of this. And you start asking the questions, do we have to do this? Do we have to be on Epic Honor Roll? See how absurd that is? You, you, you hear it and you say, oh, that's crazy. But you, don't, you never ask the question until you're dealing with the absurd. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I had a conversation with the CIO yesterday and he had to cut a significant portion of his IT staff. And he said, you know, I'm not sure how we're going to operate when we get to the other side of this. And it dawned on me that this was a reactionary move to financial pressure, that there was really not a lot of forethought going into it. Somebody came to this person and said, look, we have these financial realities and we have to respond to it. And being the good corporate citizen, that person is responding to it. But the reality is we should have been prepared for this. It's not like we didn't know the financial troubles were coming. We've known for the better part of I don't know, a year, maybe 18 months that the financial ups and downs are happening. And we haven't really explored, you know, is this the new norm or is this something that we're just going to bounce back from? Either way, you're going to be asked to do something that is uncomfortable. And we knew this was coming about nine months ago, if not a year ago. Now, many health systems will move slowly. They will not cut enough and they will have to cut again. That is just the nature of health systems. We are risk averse. We aren't really clear on our mission. Sometimes we think our mission is to provide employment for the community and not to provide healthcare for the community. So we will make decisions based on the wrong priorities. We will have strong political uh, politics happening within the health system and certain departments will receive more cuts than others, which don't make any sense. And it's just politically motivated. There's a whole bunch of things that throw the economics, the decision-making out of whack in at these times. But the reality is we knew this was coming. So I always played the absurd game with my team. Let me give you another one. We would just get done getting our budget. And I was fairly good at this game process, whatever you want to call it. I would get a majority of my budget ask. In fact, I would usually get 100% of what I needed and, and knew I needed from an IT standpoint. Because, you know, I would look at it and say, this is what I'm going to ask for. This is what I'm going to get. And when I went to my team, I said, plan for this. And then I would say, plan for 10% less than that. Plan for 30% less than that. And each one of them would have to give me their plan for the amount I knew we were going to get. Felt pretty confident we were going to get. Let me say that. Because again, you know, large organizations, things can change on a dime. And then they would, they would create their plans, 10% and 30% less, less. And we would have conversations around those things. And as soon as we would get our budget, 
after we had done this absurd, the, the, the playing with the absurd to, to unlock the, the possibilities of what's, and I'm going to give you a positive example of this in a minute. My team would come to me and say, oh, we got our full budget. That's great. And I would say, yes, now we are going to find the 10% cut. You know why I did that? The reason I did that was because I knew there was going to be something that went wrong that year. Our storage array would go down. Something would happen in our data center. Some cost would come up that we didn't anticipate. You name it, something would happen. And we would need some money to work with in order to keep the promise to the organization that we have given, the, the unwritten contract from IT to the organization that we're going to keep the systems running, we're going to keep them operating at a high proficiency, and we are going to make sure that they can provide care with the technology that we have promised and given to them, right? So I knew that that was going to be the case. And so we were always, at the beginning of the year, after we'd gotten our money, we weren't like, hey, let's go out and spend it. We were like, all right, how are we going to operate on 10% less than the money they just gave us? and still deliver at a high level, deliver on the promises that we were given. Let me give you the positive of this. When I first came into the health system, I did the, probably one of the first times I did this with the team was in 2012. And I'm interim CIO, and I essentially look at them and say, we're gonna move our PAC system to the cloud. And the team just looks at me like I'm insane. They're like, you can't do imaging in the cloud. It's the images are too big. The bandwidth isn't enough and all that stuff. And I'm like, I think we can do it. I want, I want everybody to explore it. I want the network team. Talk to me about the bandwidth. What's going to be necessary? What's going to be required? Talk to me about latency. What's going to be required? Where would we put these systems? How would we have to re-architect and all that stuff? And it was a, it was an exercise in the absurd, but you know what happened? Like 12 months later, we moved our pack system to the cloud effectively, efficiently delivering the images to the, the clinicians. In fact, the clinicians didn't really know. To them, it just looked all the same. And the reality was we actually delivered a higher level of performance at a better price point with you know more capabilities in terms of imaging and, and searching and, and resources than we had before. But again, that was all on the back end. We didn't switch our pack system. We didn't we just moved it to the cloud. Now we moved it to a colo data center in Vegas, serving Northern Southern California and West Texas. And yeah, it was a, it was an, so we played with the absurd. I say that to say part of the role of the leader is to look out into the future and say, if what is going on today, how is this going to impact us? How is the organization going to make decisions? You don't get to wait until the decisions happen. Part of being a leader is to anticipate those decisions. Part of getting your team ready is to have them play with the absurd. Is something even possible? When they're playing with the thing that is impossible, they get creative. They get outside the box. They start to come up with solutions that they didn't think of before. Could we do automation in that area? Could we do testing with half the staff that we have today? Could we, you know, you just fill in the blank. Could we do... DevOps, we've never done it before. Could we do Agile? Maybe we've never done that before. Do we need this many project teams? Could we do this in a different way? They don't start asking those questions until you, as the leader, cause them to entertain the absurd. And you know what? When you entertain the absurd, doing the hard, 
or even moderately hard seems really easy after you've played around with the absurd. And sometimes you unlock significant gains for the organization. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there, how I would be thinking about this right now if I were a health system, even if they just asked me to do cuts, I would be planning on another set of cuts by the end of the year, depending on how much they just asked me to do. I'd be keeping an eye on the numbers, not only for our health system, but other health systems around us. And I would be exploring all sorts of possibilities in terms of how we can reduce our costs and deliver the same level of service. And also keep in mind, other departments are gonna be asked to provide cuts. Where can technology step in and relieve the stress, create new opportunities, and potentially replace people. Nobody wants to talk about this, but at the end of the day, labor is the biggest cost of running a hospital. And if we can replace some of the labor with technology, we are going to reduce our overall costs and we're gonna increase the sustainability of the care we provide to the community. That's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, you could do us a great favor and shoot them a note. Let them know that you are listening to the show and that they can subscribe wherever they listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture, we're everywhere. And if you can't find us there, go ahead to our website, thisweekhealth.com. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite.